unbelievable defense by Josh Okoge. Wolves cast, audio on demand. Wiggins off the town screen, hoops to his left, fires to the three. Oh, and he hit it! Andrew Wiggins answers right back! Down the left side, the lane goes up on Towns. Towns blocked the shot! He goes up strong and rejects Anthony Davis. They are ecstatic over on the Wolves bench as Ryan Saunders has won his coaching debut. Welcome inside another episode of Wolves Cast. Cal Soderquist here with you as always from our NBA Tonight studios inside the Target Center. We've got a fun episode for you this week as the All-Star break quickly approaches. Later on in the show, we will get a G League update from Iowa Wolves head coach Sam Newman-Beck. He and his team were up recently in Minneapolis spending time practicing with the Timberwolves, so we will check in with him shortly. Also, Alan Horton will be joined by a special guest that is tearing it up here locally at the high school level. First, though, we're revisiting our monthly three key plays segment. Once a month, we will spotlight three key moments or plays from Timberwolves' victory over the last month. And normally, we'll hit this segment right as a month comes to a close. But with last week's episode fully dedicated to remembering and honoring the late Kobe Bryant, we have now slotted our three key plays segment into this week's show. We'll start things in the very early days of January, January 2nd, in fact. The Timberwolves were at home hosting a struggling Golden State Warriors squad, and Minnesota got contributions from all over the place, including from a rookie big man off the bench. McLaughlin probes to the free throw line. Back out, Nas going to hit again, you bet. Nas Reed's got the scoring touch from deep. He's hit three of four from distance. Timberwolves, six of 11 from long range. They're up by 16, 40 to 24. Yeah, Nas Reed finishing as one of five different Wolves players in double figures on that night. He tallied 13 points in 21 minutes off the bench and continued a strong stretch of play during his time stepping in to some of those vacated front court minutes with Carl Anthony Towns out due to a knee injury. Reed helped lift the Wolves to a 15-point home win over the Warriors, their first victory of 2020. Now for our second and third key plays, we are jumping ahead a week. The Wolves were once again at home, this time hosting their divisional foe, the Portland Trailblazers. Minnesota actually trailed by six after the first 12 minutes, but then quickly hit the gas in a major way. They went on to outscore Portland 31-13 in the second quarter, led by a dozen at the half, and then continued to build the healthy cushion in the third, Josh Akogi providing the exclamation point. By the official, Whiteside easily wins it. Lillard feeds Simons, who drives in. Oh, Akogi backtracked and blocked the shot to end the third. Josh Akogi with a defensive play of the game. What a block as Simons was on the move. And Akogi just swipes through with the right hand. He caught Simons at the apex and blocks it. Good defensive finish there to the frame. Minnesota outscored Portland 41 to 27 in that third quarter. So in total, a 72 to 40 blitzing of the Blazers during those middle two frames. And the game already essentially decided. Jared Culver still providing a poster-worthy dagger in the final minutes. Post game, Culver down the lane, rocks it through with the right hand. That puts the exclamation point on this one. 116 to 101. Two of the rookies, 12 points right there, and the Wolves able to cruise to a victory. So there you have it, three key plays from a couple of Minnesota's victories in January. 
Stay tuned. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back, get a G League update with Sam Newman Beck. That's next on Wolves Cast on the Timberwolves Radio Network. Experience the pack like never before with the official mobile app of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Whether you're at home, at Target Center watching the game, or anywhere around the globe, the app is your remote control for all things Timberwolves. Head over to the App Store or Google Play to download it now. Welcome back inside Wolves Cast. Cal Soderquist here with you. Still to come on this week's episode, radio voice of the Wolves, Alan Horton, will be joined by a very special guest who just happens to be tearing up the prep hoop circuit this year here locally in the Twin Cities, so stay tuned for that. Right now, though, we're going to revisit a conversation that I was able to have last week with Iowa Wolves head coach Sam Newman-Beck. Now, he and his team were up from Iowa visiting with the Timberwolves in Minneapolis at Mayo Clinic Square. Got a chance to practice with the big club and spend some time here in the Twin Cities. Let's take a listen to that conversation. First off, how, how has your team kind of approached these couple days up here with, with Ryan and his team and, and kind of what has the attitude been for your guys? Yeah, we've approached it as a great week to get better, um, to kind of start the second half of our season. Uh, we came into it struggling a little bit um, and we're really trying to get back to the basics this week. Uh, get the ball moving offensively, uh, develop our .5 mentality and moving the ball and, and establishing our defense. But we've talked about as a group, you know, we really want to have this week be a, a trigger point for us to get better going forward. Obviously, you get to use some of the facilities here at Mayo Clinic Square, but have there been opportunities as well sort of off the court for the guys to kind of hit the reset button? I, I know they went to the game against the Kings earlier, so chances like that? Yeah, no, they're thrilled to be here. Um, you know, we're, we're, pride, we're providing breakfast, uh, lunch, and dinner for them every day. Uh, getting to go, you know, get a suite at the game. Um, they've been they've, they've been thrilled to be here and get a change of scenery, like we said, and um, you know, get massages, get some stuff that you know it's it's more suited for the NBA than it is the G League. So they they've been really happy with that. And how has this gone, just personally for you? You know, navigating. Uh, guys getting called up at times and, and not maybe knowing a day before a game who's going to be a, a part of your roster. How has it kind of gone, you think, with, with you and your staff uh, basically to this point of the season? Yeah, I mean, I think we all, we all know what we sign up for, you know, and that I worked in the G League last year for a year. That was my first year, and I, I knew what I was getting myself into. I think it's a unique league. There's no other league like it. Europe's not like it. College isn't like it. Um, and... It's just something you, you just got to go with the punches, you know, and and it's uh, it's a challenge, but it's it gives other guys opportunities. And that's something that I get excited about is when guys who haven't been playing as much can get an opportunity to play. And, and you, you get those guys that come from all over. Keelan played overseas, a guy like Nas coming straight out of college, didn't get drafted. Do your, as a coach, do your, your motivational tactics need to be tailored to each player? Or is it now that they're all here, they all have the same kind of common goal, so to speak? No, I think, you know, anytime you're coaching a roster of guys, everybody has different, motiv you know, things that motivate them. And, and that's part of getting to know each guy you coach as a human being, first and foremost. You know, finding out what their interests are, what motivates them on the court, what, what do they like to do off the court. Um, and, you know, that's part of a coaching process to me. Um, and that's something I, I find really valuable. And having open and honest conversations all season long with these guys is really important. I hear you say that, and it sounds verbatim like a lot of the stuff Ryan Saunders has said about the relationship he wants with his players. 
How how has that communication gone with you and him and, you know, the front office guys, John Luca and, and Gerson? Do you feel like that's been a great sort of two-way street from, from here to Iowa? Yeah, I mean, obviously I've worked with Ryan for four years and we've gotten to know each other really well and we're friends and, um, you know, I think – He's a very honest person, and, and I think we all are in this organization. Um, and to me, that's the best way to coach. You know, we, we're positive, but we want to coach honestly and realistically and, and tell the truth to guys. That's what guys want to be taught, you know, want to be coached. They want to be coached. Great players want to be coached, um, and they want to be told the truth. And, you know, that's how I've always coached, and that's what I believe in. All right, good luck the rest of the year. Thank you. All right, great stuff there from Sam Newman back in his first season as the Iowa Wolves head coach. We wish he and his team nothing but success the rest of the way as they embark on that final home stretch of their regular season. Stay tuned. We will wrap up Wolves Cast next on the Timberwolves Radio Network. College Night, presented by U.S. Bank, is back and better than ever. For select home games, college students can get upper-level tickets to see the action for just $10 with a valid.edu email address online. Visit Timberwolves.com college for more info. Welcome back inside Wolvescast. Cal Soderquist here with you. Final segment time now and earlier this week as the Minnesota Timberwolves welcomed the Atlanta Hawks into Target Center, the team and the country celebrated National Girls and Women's in Sports Day. Plenty going on at Target Center, but the festivities included the appearance of Hopkins High School girls basketball standout Paige Beckers. Now she's nationally known, committed to UConn, and recently received quite an honor gracing the cover of Slam Magazine. She and Wolves Radio play-by-play voice Alan Horton discuss that and much more. The number one recruit in the country on her way to UConn next fall. Paige, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Uh, exciting to be here today, doing a little bit of radio, a little TV, going to get honored on the floor. It's going to be kind of fun, isn't it? Yeah, I think I'm getting the full experience, the full Timberwolves experience. So yeah, it's pretty fun to be here. There you go. And especially on a day, National Girls and Women in Sports Day. What does that kind of mean? Uh, it's everything. I mean, just to be able to represent the women's game and try to build that image and just be here and, and do that, it means a lot. Were there some women and girls when you were growing up that you looked up to that kind of helped pave the way for you? Yeah, like Diana Tarazi, I've always looked up to her in her basketball game. And then like Serena Williams, I mean, she plays tennis, but she does a lot for the women's game. And she just, she's a really powerful athlete, so I looked up to her as well. Diana Tarazi is quite the player, uh, incredible. I called Lynx games for almost a decade. and. Um, every time we'd go up against her, it was uh, she's such a competitor and, of course, kind of paved the way to UConn as well. Yeah, I mean, I, that's my favorite thing about her is probably her passion for the game. And, yeah, I saw what she did at UConn and what Coach Gino uh, built her to be, and I just wanted to be a part of that as well. Pretty easy choice to go to UConn with their tradition um, and all the great players that have come through there? Yeah, I mean, it was my dream school, so when I visited, I just wanted to make sure everything I it was uh, I dreamt of, and then it was. So, yeah, it was a pretty easy decision for me, but a lot of it was fun building a lot of other relationships with other coaches and other schools, but, yeah, it was UConn. Hopkins High School, number one in the state, undefeated, getting set for the uh, postseason coming up and another uh, state title. Is that is that now the goal? You're just a couple of weeks away from the playoffs. Yeah, that's definitely the goal. We're aiming to go undefeated again. We went undefeated last season, so 
definitely getting that section championship and then the state championship is what we're focused on. Trying to get back to play at the barn where, where Lindsey Whalen is now the coach of the of the Golden Gophers. Um, is Lindsey, having grown up in Minnesota, is she someone that had an impact in, in helping paving the way? Yeah, she's a big icon for me. I mean, she obviously she grew up in Minnesota, played at Minnesota, and then played for the Lynx. So just to see her do that and represent the state super well, I want to do the exact same thing. She did at the high school level, the college level, the professional level, internationally, and now going into a whole new realm of coaching. Does that just let you know when she has that kind of success and other women like that, that, that women can do anything? Yeah, I mean, anything is possible with God. So I try not to think about it as I'm, I'm a girl, I'm not supposed to do this, or I'm not supposed to do that. I just think of it, I'm a person just like the guys and we can do anything. You became the first high school female to grace the cover of Slam Magazine. What was that like? That was pretty awesome. I mean, it didn't really hit me until I actually got the magazine in hand and it leaves me speechless. Like I've I flipped through that magazine as a little kid, and now I'm on the front cover, so it's awesome. Yeah, to be the first female to do it, that's that's pretty darn cool. Yeah, it's really cool, and uh, I just want to keep going and keep giving glory to God and just keep being thankful and never get too big-headed about it. You know, the Timberwolves and Lynx, with all the Lynx success, and um, you know they've always tried to pay it forward and, and, and build these camps up where, where girls get an opportunity and guys too. Um, but coming up, were, were camps important to you, kind of off-season in, in, in your development? Yeah, when I was younger, I went to a lot of camps, like the Janet Carvin camp and then just camps at my high school and like 43 Hoops camp. So that definitely built my game and it helped me build relationships with other people and it definitely helped as well. Paige, uh, great to catch up with you. Enjoy the evening and uh, continue success. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Great stuff there from Paige. We thank her for taking the time to chat with Alan and we'll be rooting for her and Hopkins as they try to chase down yet another elusive perfect season and state title to go with it. Should be a lot of fun to follow. That's going to do it for this week's episode. We should note at the time of this taping, Trade deadline looming in the NBA less than 24 hours away, and uh, we will keep you posted all weekend long at our SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash wolves-radio, and we will have a full recap of the trade deadline as it comes to pass this time next week on this very same podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week right here on Wolvescast on the Timberwolves Radio Network. <laughs>